This episode, the Adventure Jogger podcast brought to you by Tobias Daniel, Roland, the headless Thompson gunner, Sean Humphrey, Nikki Cates, John Harden, all of our Patreon supporters. And of course, why would there even be a podcast if it wasn't for you? Yes, you, the listener. The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Well, it's not often that I can say my favorite YouTuber is on The Adventure Jogger, Dave Dillon. What's up, Dave? Hey, Ryan. Happy to be here, man. It's good to see you. It is so great to see you. And the better thing has been watching Chase the Summit, which is Dave's YouTube channel, go from this thing that Dave was doing like in a back corner bedroom somewhere where occasionally he'd get like a new watch and he'd make a video about it to like hundreds of thousands of, of followers, hundreds of thousands, millions of views. You've gone from this guy who probably at some point told his wife, like, listen, I want to make videos reviewing watches and stuff (laughs) and her going, you're nuts to being one of the premier gear sources on YouTube. It has been so cool to watch the rise (laughs) of Chase the Summit, Dave. Well, thanks, man. That's a very... It's a very generous intro. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, no, it, it it is so true. And I've I thought as I was you know prepping for this interview and for my run this morning, I'm like, okay, what what I want to talk to Dave about. And one of the things I think is true is, you know, if you ask most trail runners and ultra runners, like, who would you want to be if you could switch places with anybody? I think they would say on the surface, oh, I want to be Anton Kaprichka. You know, I want to be handsome. And ridiculously totally. talented, but oh, I think yeah. it, I think they really want to be you, not Anton, <laughs> because like who doesn't want like every day you go to the mailbox and some watch shows up in your mail or some headphones or another piece of gear. It's like it's gonna be I don't Christmas. Know. I- I feel like I would trade in my dad bod for Anton's bod if, you know, given the option, if that was on the table, you know, YouTube channel for Anton's body, maybe I'd go for that, you know? <laughs> I think you guys have similar haircuts now. Have you seen that he's cut his hair? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he got the buzz cut, right? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So many people went to the barber after that. When he dropped those pictures on Instagram of his buzz cut, so many trail runners went to the barber. Yeah, totally. It, it went from like the mustache and long flowy hair to just straight up high and tight, like military. Yeah. Cut, right. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think he watches chase the summit and he goes, I want to look more like Dave Dillon. See, I'm a trendsetter, <laughs> man. That's what I do. <laughs> so how have you been otherwise? How's the running been going other than the uh, channel? You know, good and bad. I, I, uh, I broke my toe like in January. So the running <laughs> took a little bit of a hiatus and I wish I had a cool story for the broken toe. Yeah. But, uh, the long, the, the, the short story is I dropped my MacBook Pro on my toe. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a grizzly bear. I wasn't, uh, you know, in a mountain somewhere and tripped. 
No, no. I was uh, in my attic and dropped a laptop on my toe. That is such a YouTuber thing yeah. to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally true. So how long were you out of the game with a with a broken foot? Uh, it was like really just a month of doing not much with my foot. Mm-hmm. And then I started to ramp up. I've been doing like routine x-rays to check on it. Yeah. Um, the doctor's like, listen, do not run. And then I went home and ran and it hurt really bad. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to run. And a few days later, I tried again. But I'm at a point now, like I cracked 40 miles a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. So I'm like just getting back into the groove. Just good timing because I got a couple of things on the calendar. I'm hoping I can still participate in. But um, yeah, it kind of, it sucked. You know, I, I thought, you know, in the moment, like an injury like that, you're like, oh, whatever, broken toe, you right. tape it up, whatever. Yeah. But it's one of those things that can take you out and... Um, you know, it's pretty minor, but it's, it sucked for sure. Especially when all four of my kids just decide to trip on it every day. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. Cause you have, Daddy. you have little ones. Yeah. Yeah. Between, uh, ages one to 10 years old. So there's a, a wide sweep of ages. There. Yeah. Mine are all, you know, 16 and older. I got 16, 18 and 21. I'm lucky to see them. So yeah, they would not, if I broke my toe, they would never stumble over it because they're not hanging around me as much as uh, yours. They're hiding in their rooms to be away from their dorky parents. But I, oh, yeah. I know exactly what you mean when it comes to, you know, getting injured in a stupid way and then like a totally derailing all of these goals you had. Like, Brutal. I, I seriously, I was about a month ago, I was just in really good shape. I was the lightest I'd been in probably four years. I was as fast as I had been five years ago. I was wow. really cooking through some serious miles and starting to get some really good base building miles in. And then I forgot that I'm 45 years old. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I, I cranked out a 50 mile week and I was feeling great. And then yeah. my, my wife is like, Hey, you know, we need, we need a gym membership. And I'm like, you know what? Yes, we need a gym membership because I have had guests after guest, after guest, after guest on this podcast saying I need to do weightlifting. Mm. Sally McRae has been bugging me to lift weights for years And so I'm like, let's do it. I haven't lifted a weight in, God, 15 years? Well, you got your 16-ounce curls in, right? I got, yeah, (laughs) 16-ounce curls. I've got those down. Um, And so I went to the gym, and I did a full-body workout. I did did squats, and then I ran on the track. You know, it's like 50-mile week. And then I ran every day that week, running hard. And then my buddy... Travis, he's he's in the army. He's a he's a Green Beret. And so he he everything he does is hard. Like he does nothing easy. Not a thing. Um so easy runs for him, they don't exist because, you know, he's the defender of freedom. I mean Oh yeah. The, the only thing that stands between us and tyranny is him. So he's gotta be on the ball. And so he's like, let's go running Monday. I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's 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 cool. And he decided to push the pace. Oh man. My my calf, like I heard like a pop in my calf. Oh, no. My Achilles was like pow wow. And I had he had to get his truck and pick me up because we were doing an out and back. Oh no. <laughs> and he had to go pick me up. I couldn't walk straight for weeks. It had been funny because I had this I had this diet all down. Like I was off refined sugar. 
I felt good. I looked good. And the second I couldn't run, yeah, give me all the food. Give me all the sugar. <laughs> all of the fitness, all of the speed, all of this of this of the size that I lost all came back in a span of three weeks. It's funny how like in those moments, I'm sure when you become injured, yeah, you feel like this overwhelming sense of like, boy, I wasn't grateful for what I had. You yes. know what I mean? Like you're like, damn it, I, I was in great shape. I should have been appreciative instead of pushing it and going like that's how i felt you know mm -hmm. after every energy i've had stupid injury injuries like achilles pain or yeah. um you know plantar fascia or yeah, whatever fasciitis, yeah and when that happens it's always like i didn't i didn't i've always taken it for granted you know yes yes yeah. here <laughs> i was in great shape i could have taken two days off I could have yeah. finished that 20 miler and you know what? The next day I could have just went for a walk, but knew I had to go to the gym because you know what? I had to do, I had to do squats and then I had to run some more. And then because of the ego and you know how this is, Dave, you know, you're running with your buddy and he's running hard and you can't, you can't be like, Hey, uh, I'm just going to hang back. Pump the brakes, man. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, got, you got to keep up with this, with your, with your running buddy. And I look back and I go, I am the biggest idiot on planet earth. Like <laughs> why, first of all, did I think that a guy who talks for a living, you know, I, I podcast and I, I do radio, right? Um, how did I think I could keep up with special forces? <laughs> like, what, what, was, what, what was I thinking? So wait, 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 is the injury like long lasting? Are you still injured? What um, happened there? I'm feeling, I'm feeling better. I'm trying to slowly ease into it. Um, yeah. And as of the recording of this podcast, I have a backyard ultra in two days. Oh boy! Um, and I, I think I, I haven't gone very far. Um, Giddy up! Giddy every, up he, oh yeah, and everything kind of. It hurts after about four miles. It starts to get more and more, you know, tight and, and, and stuff like that. So I'm hoping maybe it's the type of thing where you got to get past four miles to get over that hill and then you'll come out the other side. That's what or I'm thinking. It's going to blow up and be terrible. That's, you know, that's really <laughs> the flip of the coin. <laughs> I had goals for that race. Like when I was in like killer shape, when I was having those, like I had like three, three or four weeks in a row where I was flying and miles was huge and, and like everything. I'm like, I am firing on all cylinders. <laughs> I am back, baby. I was like, you know what? I can, I'm going to knock out a hundred plus miles at this thing. Now, <laughs> after eating a carrot cake that my wife made for Easter, <laughs> the whole damn thing, um, I'm like, you know, I just don't want to be the first one out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that a, still a DFL if you're the first one out? Uh, I think so. I think, yeah, oh, yeah, you get a DFL. I, I'm okay with being the second or third person out, but I certainly do not want to be the first person out. So um, technically a DFF in that, ca that case. Huh? <laughs> right, right, right. So I'm hoping if I, if I run a slower pace than what I run with my wife at, because she's, you know, she runs about 10 or 11 is kind of her zone. If mm -hmm. I can stick in the 12 range, we'll see how long before this calf and Achilles blow up. Yeah, just adopt the old man shuffle. 
you know, just get it, get in the groove, man. Right, right. Hunch over and shuffle those feet. (laughs) Everybody walks by and goes, look at that podcast guy. What in jackass. (laughs) Big big Mr. Podcast. (laughs) Be like, hey, man, I'm adopting the adventure jogger uh, mantra of shuffle, the the jog. Right. The jog. Obviously, the Spotify money is not enough to cover physical therapy or or training or a coach at at that point. All that. All that sweet Joe Rogan money you got coming in now, right? <laughs> it's so funny because my son, I didn't, I didn't tell him. I just made a post on Instagram, and he's like, "Dad, Dad, like, calm down." It's like, buy me a car. No, calm down. It's not buy me a car money, son. It's just, it's just maybe enough to cover some expenses. You know? Yeah. So, so that kind That's of great thing. though. Okay, congrats not to derail the combo, but no. congrats on that. That's huge. Thank you. That's awesome. I, again, I, I talked about a couple of podcasts and I was really worried that, you know, because I'd been the no commercial guy for the longest time, you know, yeah. and and I, I, I'm i like, oh, fine, I'm going to just jump in. And I and I posted on, on socials. I'm like, hey, just, so you know, some changes are coming. We're going to have some commercials. It's, it's coming up. And like 99% of people were like, hey, that's awesome. You know, congratulations yeah. on, on taking the podcast to the next level. And I'm thinking, man, everybody loves it this is great why was i so worried about this um and then, and then i logged on to facebook the next morning and someone they didn't send me a message in messenger they posted on my facebook wall and they said you sold out you douche oh well there's always one you know i'm just happy my mother-in-law didn't see that and like hey, like it you know? dude, if you could read through my youtube comments that would be you know that would, that's pretty mild if, if you could see some of the stuff that people say what you got is it's, it's so crazy that people think like you know hey dave dylan was a nice guy, family man, loving husband, great dad, good runner, cool guy. Like <laughs> people don't know this, but you know, you're probably in the media, in the ultra running media. You're one of my my homies, as the kids would say. And you know, we we chat from time to time online, and you always are very giving and always answer my questions because I I, I want to do cool video like you, but I don't think I'll ever really <laughs> do that. But you always answer my questions. It's always cool to kind of bounce stuff off each other, and so people don't know that. You're a guy. You're yeah. a real person. You're a real runner. And they just, yep. the things that they comment, it's like, would you say that to Dave's face? Yeah. Like, uh, like some examples would be like, I hate your stupid face. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, what, what kind of day are you having where you're going to go on YouTube? <laughs> And this is what you come up with. And I'm like, I mean, I, I've become callous to it. The, yeah. the skin is very thick now because I don't know, not, not trying to toot my horn, but there's like a thousand comments a day that come in right? and like 10 of them are ones that will offend me. Right. So right. I quickly delete or I quickly hide them and I just get rid of them before I can let it set in. You know what I mean? Right. Right. It's like you, you, you have a thousand. Hey Dave, great review. Love it fantastic and just one jackass mm. i hate your stupid face yeah listen you suck. right <laughs> hey everybody this is uh, just an alert for everybody so you know dave is not like chase the summit is not a modeling youtube channel it's a ultra and trail running channel like, <laughs> like, like it does not say when the video starts dave dylan 
the self-proclaimed most handsome man in America would like you to watch his channel. I'm with that from now on. That might be my new, <laughs> my new intro. Do you want me to record that I'm for you? The most yeah. handsome man you've ever seen. Here we go. I'm going to do this for you. You can take it out of the podcast and use it for your intro. All right. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Chase the Summit with the self-proclaimed most handsome man in all of trail and ultra running, Dave So Sexy Dylan. Ooh, yeah. And then like flames and fireworks go off <laughs> and I like come through a velvet curtain or something. And that an eagle. Be, <laughs> yeah, the eagle fly by, or maybe it's just in my hand, you know, with the glove and I'm holding a watch and an eagle. I don't know, you know, just spitballing here. <laughs> this, this was another episode of Chase the Summit with Dave Too Hot Dylan. <laughs> Use them. He must have. Uh, he must have shadowed in like the WWE and did their intros. Oh, I grew up. I grew up watching that. Oh my oh, yeah? god, yes. <laughs> and kind of the sad thing was, like, I used to kind of, you know, pride myself on doing like big introductions on the podcast, right? Almost like a Mean Gene Okerlund type of podcast. And what I noticed is no one listens to that. They skip right past <laughs> it to get to the interview. I'm like, why am yeah, I wasting my time? We're just going to start with the interview. That's what we'll do. But yeah, I, yeah. I grew up watching that like professional wrestling, and I thought like the the the, the pre match interviews were the most entertaining thing. And for, oh yeah, totally. Like with Ric Flair, like oh. and going nuts. He's oh. like his veins are bulging out of his neck, and he's beat red. And he's screaming. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, is this going to have a heart attack, or is he just really excited? Right. And we all thought that was normal. We had no idea of, of the effects of cocaine and steroids when we were kids. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was so so into that, and I wanted to to do that in in, in, in such the worst way. I was a you know, biggest wrestling fan um, in the world. But yeah, so if you need me to voice anything for you, Dave, I will do that. I will gladly uh, lend these pipes to anything you need on, on Chase the Summit. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I'll take you up on that. Okay. You know, my my kids are still heavy on the wrestling. I didn't even know it was still a thing, but mm-hmm. they they watch it all day. They've got their wrestling dummies and they'll like do tombstone and suplexes to them all day. It's, an, it's incredible. That's awesome. Still my, a thing. My <laughs> brothers and I, we were into it so much. We didn't, when we were kids, they didn't have like, Wrestle, fake wrestling belts you you could buy at the the store like they have now. Yep, we had to make them out of cardboard, and so we would <laughs> we cardboard and glitter and duct tape and made our glitter. own. Yeah, cardboard, <laughs> glitter, and duct tape made our own. There profession. ain't nothing more manly than some glittery belts. <laughs> <laughs> bedazzled, bedazzled championship belts. <laughs> Mom's like, where's my glitter? <laughs> We've used it all on the wrestling belt. <laughs> but That's amazing. There was a wrestler, and we'll get folks, I'm sorry, we're just going to go off on a little no, tangent people here. People we'll, love this stuff, we'll right? People back. love this stuff. We'll find out. Um, when there's a there was a wrestler, he was the million dollar man, and his name was was Ted DiBiase. And at one yep. point, remember, you remember him, right? Oh, yeah. So, so he had at one point, because he couldn't win any like championship belt, because he wasn't at the level where he was going to win the World Wrestling Federation Championship or the Intercontinental Championship. How those yep. were separated, I don't know. So he made his own belt, the Million Dollar Belt, which is all like gold and di- gold in quotation fingers and diamonds. Quotation <laughs> fingers. So my brothers and I, we made our own Million Dollar Belt gluing pennies to cardboard in the shape of oh, a dollar man. sign. <laughs> <laughs> So, Spent a whole dollar on that. We, we said, Mom's like, where's my pennies? <laughs> I don't know, Mom. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Good stuff talking about wrestling. Uh, back to you, though. 
Yeah. And the things you're doing, Dave. Um, gear wise, you took all some kind of you took more heat than normal um on your YouTube channel with the the Apple Ultra Watch review. Yeah. <laughs> Were you yeah, expecting well, people to hate that watch so much? And you're just here you are just trying to be like, listen, I'm objective. I'm just yeah. going to review this watch and people like hating on the watch without even like knowing. It's a tricky one because I think, um, you know, from the ultra world, people are very akin to the Garmin, the Coro, Sunto, yeah. Polar, you know, yeah. those brands are prominent. And so Apple kind of entering the arena in a way that's still not perfect. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but yeah. it still doesn't. Right it still can't do a hundred miles, you know, we'll say that. Um, so a lot of people are like, this is crap. Or if I can't get two days of battery life, what is a blah, blah, blah. Whereas, you know, in my review, I was trying to be as unbiased as possible. Right. Even though I am a, I'm a Garmin guy. I'm wearing a yeah, Garmin right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, but you know, in, in the position of like a YouTube person, I try to be as unpolar, you know, just unflavored. I'm, I'm trying to right. be, trying to give you the information and let you make the decision rather yeah. than me share. Even though lately I've been trying to share more of my opinion because people seem to value that. Yeah. But I try to do it in a way that's not like buy this, you know right, what I mean? Right, that's right. not what I'm trying to do. Uh, the goal is to educate as much as I possibly can and admit that I'm not, I mean, I mean, I, I'm technically a professional now, but yeah, I'm not a professional runner. I'm not a doctor or a scientist. Like I can only tell you what I've learned from the time I've used it. And it, yeah, I mean, the other part of the Apple Watch is that it's such a big product. Yes. It's so big. And it was easily my most successful video. It's coming yes. up on uh, 700 or 800,000 views now, which right. is bonkers. Um, so that opens the door for a lot of people that are not used to mm. a running channel. They're looking, they're watching, you know, MKBHD or, uh, or you know, those other big channels that are mainly tech focused and right. not so much per perspective of a runner. Yeah. Um, so those people got mad too, because they're like, I don't care about the running stuff. Tell me about the <laughs> gibbity goo, you know, like what, what apps can I, what, can I take a picture with it? Uh, it's like, like stuff I don't care about. So it was a tough one to get through. I'm glad I was given the opportunity by Apple. It was a big deal to get that phone call. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully I'm still in their, you know, like list. Right. Um, but yeah, that was a tough one, man. And all the follow-up content too, like the bands, I did videos on that and, yeah. Um, you know, how to optimize the battery to maybe run an ultra. I made a bunch of follow-up content in every single one. Yes, they did well in terms of like stats, but right. also generated a lot of controversy, which I guess is good. It's a good thing because on YouTube, um, you know, you have the opportunity to kind of voice your opinion in the comments as the viewer. Yeah. And if the creator feels like it, they can jump in and try to help you you know, I try to respond to as many comments as I can. Yeah. So it's kind of a unique interaction where on, you know, like in the podcast world, you're, you can't directly talk to the people that are, are listening. Well, maybe you can on, I don't know, Spotify or whatever. Um, <laughs> no, they have not launched that feature yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But on YouTube, it's just like the comment system is so yeah. crazy. Um, so you have that opportunity to kind of like try to put out some fires, you know, people that are yeah. angry or whatever, but yeah, I mean, I, it was a tricky one and I'm glad I got to experience it because it was definitely the biggest, you know, product release I've better ever been a part of. That had to be so cool when you're checking your email and there's someone 
at apple.com. And you're thinking, oh, it's someone trying to sell me an upgrade for my my cloud storage or something. Yeah. <laughs> and it's someone saying, hey, Dave, we would like you to review the Apple Watch Ultra for Chase the Summit. We're going to send you an Apple Watch Ultra. It'd be like, well, well, wow. I thought I was, I thought I was being pranked, to be honest. I thought it was fake. <laughs> Some guy, you know, pretending to be working at Apple. Um, but then they immediately scheduled like a Zoom call and we chatted and this was months ahead of release. Yeah. And in that call, they didn't even share what they're planning on sending me or like anything. They were kind of vetting me out, like just making sure I don't know, maybe I was professional enough or I could handle the, you know, keeping it under wraps for the embargo time or whatever. And then the follow-up phone call was like, Hey, we got this thing. We want to send it to you. So it was really, really interesting because no other brands work like that. I've, you know, I deal with Garmin and Corus and all yeah. that. And really, they're just very much like, here's the info. Don't share it, please. Right. If you do, you're pretty much blacklisted from their mailing list after that. Yeah. Whereas Apple is like, here's a contract. <laughs> Wow. You sign this, you're legally held to not share information, blah, blah, blah. It was like very intense. So it was, uh, yeah, definitely an interesting experience to be a part of. Holy crap. So they were yeah. talking to you about reviewing some mystery product. They wouldn't tell you what it was, but they were like saying, okay, like asking questions. So, so if you were to get a wonderful new Apple product before anyone else knew what it was, would you be okay with not releasing a video for two months and trying to kind of see if you were what yeah. they were looking for. Yeah. So I, I think they're also trying to feel me out in terms of like my bias because yeah. they obviously knew I was more of a Garmin guy. Yeah. So I think they're trying to feel out whether or not I would just like shit all over it. <laughs> and I'm oh, sorry. Is, your, is this a family friendly? I'm sorry. Not anymore. Uh, <laughs> do you put the little E next to your episode? I am now. <laughs> <laughs> Just get, the F, just get the F word in there. We might as well yeah. go all in. <laughs> I'll be clean for the rest of no, the video. No, you're good. Uh, for the podcast, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Way to fuck yeah, it up. Yeah. Way to fuck it, it up, it, Dave. <laughs> it was more of like a vetting process to like feel the, feel out my my bias and like yeah. whether or not I just trash it because it's not a garment or if I would give it a chance. And ultimately, I think they decided in that direction. But okay. yeah, it was super cool, man. Like, it, part of the contract was like, don't wear it in public. Don't put it on your family. Don't put it on friends and family. Like all this. I don't even know if I'm supposed to talk about what's on the card. I probably yeah. shouldn't. Uh, but it was very in depth and I had to be very careful about, you know, where I brought it and what I did with it. How, how soon before it was announced to the public, did you get this thing at your house? I had it like two months ahead of time. So nobody knew that Apple was going to jump into the serious running watches but you knew for two months and you had to keep that quiet. Yeah. Well, some people did. There was like rumors floating around, you know, macrumor.com and all yeah. the people Reddit threads. People are kind of going crazy with like, oh, we found this patent on this case design and yeah. it was bigger than the standard. So these are the type of things I have to follow. Like as, you know, a tech guy, yeah. I go through the Reddit threads and see what's going on. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a very unique experience compared to even like the Garmin Phoenix, which is another big one. Right. Uh, this like tr trumped that 10 times over, you know, in the first day that video had a hundred thousand views, which I've never seen before. <laughs> and I was like, what do I do about this? This is crazy. Yeah. I could, I, that was the point where I was like, I had to abandon, I, I had this thing in 2022 or 2021. I forget what year. Yeah. I told myself I was going to respond to every comment on YouTube, every single one negative, good, 
unbot whatever yeah, i was going to yeah. say either just thank you if you said nice review or if you said screw you dave i would have a response to that that was kind of friendly or funny yeah and then when that video dropped it got to a point where i was like this is i can't keep up it would take me eight hours a day to keep up with the comments right. so i just kind of abandoned the comment thing altogether and i had to end my streak there but it was for a good reason man <laughs> that's just that's so crazy and to be all this secretive stuff like how do you review the functions of a running watch when you can't wear it outside. Well, you can, you just have to like, you can't wear it out to like dinner. You know what I mean? Oh, like, okay. Okay. So you could take you it to the trails be, and just kind of do your thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. You have to be very, um, you know, like, I think I ran it, I ran it, I ran a race with it, but I kept it under a sleeve. So like no one could see it. <laughs> I had like another, you know, a standard garment on the other wa- uh, wrist. You had a decoy watch. You had a decoy watch. Yeah. So no one knew you had a top secret Apple watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. I just imagine the excitement of just doing this and like this, this could be a big step in your channel and you drop that video and all of a sudden, oh my God, you got a hundred thousand views in a day. But the downside of that was you now have a whole bunch of new people that want to tell you how stupid your face is. And so <laughs> like like you like it just was opened up the floodgates. It like it, it was it was a moment of growth for for Chase the Summit, but it was also a thickening of the skin for Dave Dillon. Yeah. I think that just speaks to, you know, I've got a lot of friends that are on YouTube. You kind of yeah. I'm sure you've got podcast friends oh, yeah, at this yeah. point. But you know, you talk shop message each other mm-hmm. and we have this thread going on facebook where we send each other like hate comments just to laugh about yeah so, like they'll send me theirs and i send mine to the group um but yeah it's it's just a it comes with the territory like if if you put your face on camera and you stick yourself out there yeah you're gonna get hate you could be the most handsome handsome likable person uh ever it doesn't matter <laughs> there's going to be one guy out there that had a real bad day at work and wants to take it out on somebody. He's got a keyboard and he doesn't have to look you in the eye so they can just go nuts, you know? And I've gotten past that. I think I've I've swallowed that. Well, you know, you grow up a little bit and you realize that most people love what you're doing. Like I said, you are my favorite youtuber you know hey, I, thanks, I, I love Brian. watching your stuff i, I dig it um <laughs> i i'm talking about videos I, people have said like is adventure jogger going to do video and are you eventually uh, you going gotta to? do it man you gotta well, do it I'm, I'm thinking of it right and i'm looking for the right opportunities and the right like equipment and what does that look like and and that sort of thing i'm so jealous of the big time pod because I'm I'm still like I'm this little podcaster right I'm a guy who records in his bedroom. give yourself some credit man you like got tertiary. a great podcast right I do but but, <laughs> but there's like a level like like Rich Roll flies people out to a studio yeah. in Los Angeles and they sit in his studio he has a producer that records for him he's got camera people so it's like I like I watch that and I see the way that. You know, he's able to take little clips of the interview and that sort of thing. And I'm like, I so want to do that. Yeah. But I can't afford to fly people out to Tennessee <laughs> to sit in the kitchen while my wife's making muffins. So it's like, <laughs> so I'm like trying to figure out what, what does the video space look like for me? And, you know, I got to figure out a way to not make it look like I'm recording in my bedroom. <laughs> Which I'm yeah. doing right now, or the kitchen. <laughs> like, 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 what, what can I do? You know? Yeah. I mean, I just actually set up a, a podcast area. I've got the, I've got a new podcast. Well, it's not that new, but I started doing video versions of it yeah. on a whole new channel. There's a whole separate channel for it on YouTube. Um, 
and I've got this like dedicated space. I got two mics, I got the table, the yeah. camera, the lights. Yeah. And then I realized, uh, I have no friends and I've got, <laughs> I've got no one to talk to you. <laughs> so I went all the, I went through all the trouble of like setting up this really sweet, like it's right here, this really sweet podcast table. And it was like a iPad so I could read my notes and this whole thing. And then I sat there with my mic and I was like, well, I guess I'll just have my wife on. So she was like, my first in-person guest was my wife. <laughs> but it was fun. I'm, I'm starting to feel out the scene because like I'm north of Boston. We don't have like a huge, we have a pretty solid trail running scene here. Yeah, yeah. But there's like no, I won't say there's no like famous names or anything like that, but like, you know what I mean? Like podcast right. per personalities. So right. people that would want to be, first of all, they want to come to my attic here and right. film, you know, a podcast. Right. Um, but it would be cool to, you know, find some more in person because I feel like there is something more authentic about that than the Zoom call. No offense. No, I no, no. It, you're, you're right. No, it's when you're looking someone in the eye, like I was yeah. really lucky. It happens every once in a while. If someone's nearby, like within a 45 minute drive, I'll yeah. say like, do you want to come up to the house? Um, like Joe Jude, who's is a guy who did 200 miles at Frozen Head. Just a really nice. great run. He's from up in your neck of the woods and lives in Tennessee now. You can totally hear his New England accent, you know, amongst <laughs> the, the, the Southerners. So I, I, I just read, I said, Joe, where do you live? And he's like, well, I live in Brentwood. And I said, well, you're about 45 minutes from me. We can do this over Zoom or you can come up and we can do it in the kitchen. And he's like, absolutely, I'll come up. And so I said, well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll cover dinner for you. And I'll make dinner, come up for dinner, and then we'll, we'll record and I found out he was vegan, so I had to figure out how to make some vegan food. So I did. It turned out pretty good. Um, but it was so much fun to have him in the house. And yeah. to, you know, Jeff was there. So we're gathered around this round table with microphones, you know, spread all over the place. And just it was so cool to be in that space with that person. And I'm like, dang it, I wish I could do that all the time. Yeah. You know what you need is like, uh, you know, Steve-O, Steve-O's mm -hmm. uh, Wild Ride, that podcast. Yeah. Get the van. Yeah. You just need one of those, man. That's you what I Cruise mean. around the country. Yeah. Go to every race, pop people in your van. <laughs> talk to them. Hey, honey, we're going to buy a van, <laughs> an adventure jogger van. You know, there you go. That's, that's where your Joe Rogan money goes. That's to pick yeah. up a van. Exactly. Exactly. The fraction of the Joe Rogan money. Uh, the, <laughs> a the, very small van. <laughs> very small. <laughs> no, but you're so right. And I've wanted to do that. And so I think eventually, I think that's going to happen is I just got to figure out how to make it not look like I'm in my bedroom, you know? So I think I need like a, one of those, one of those ring lights for the, for the back of the computer. Oh, man. Hit me up on Facebook. I'll, I'll go through it with you. Yeah. I was thinking that <laughs> like a ring light. And then I got to get like some sort of backdrop that I can put places. So when the camera's on, it's not, you can't see if I've made the bed or not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think you can pull. I mean, even if it's just a bedroom, I feel like there's something kind of authentic to that too. You know, just yeah. like it's like MTV it'd kind of weird. If, be kind of weird if like your guests were sitting on your bed with you. <laughs> <laughs> just awkwardly. That's gonna be my thing. It's like, like, hey, thanks for coming. Yeah, I'll get I'll get some booms for the microphones, yeah. and I'll just put it so you can just lay right in bed. We're just gonna lay next to each other, and just we're gonna just first time you're doing a podcast in with in bed with someone, not any sexual a weird thing. way no yeah. this is you're on an ultra with a buddy and you guys are getting an apart uh, a hotel room the night before and oh shit they're out of two 
two bedrooms. So you're stuck oh, yeah. with a queen. The two of you are stuck in a queen bed. That's happened. That's happened to me. I've had to share yeah. a bed with the, with the man. It's okay. Yeah. Now, do you do you do head to toe kind of situation there, um, or do you go you go all in and you chat all night in your pajamas? Well, I would chat all night in the in the pajamas, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I'm used to not. You know, my 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 typical sleeping arrangement with if this was video, people could see my wife, and she's a tiny person, but she takes up a lot of space. You know, because she's got the sideways like, sleepers. Yeah, she's got fifty <laughs> pillows, and then we have this dog, this this thirteen pound Jack Russell, who she sleeps with her with all of her legs extended completely. <laughs> so I'm used to sleeping on about six inches of mattress. So I guess I'm perfectly accustomed to, you know, if I'm sharing a queen bed with Stafford, which has happened before. I'm perfectly okay with getting up on one side and he's up on yeah. the other. And there's plenty you just of cliff, space. cliff hanging off one yeah. side of the bed. Yeah, I'm so used to it. It's like I feel like I'm at home. So, <laughs> so yeah. So definitely, maybe coming soon the the adventure jogger in bed podcast. Yeah, um, or you go bunk beds. That would be even better. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, like a sleepover. <laughs> well, why don't you be my first guest? So what we'll, we'll have the we'll, we'll call it the sleepover. We'll call it the sleepover, the adventure jogger sleepover, and then yeah, bring bring some jammies, it. and then we'll just we'll just record behind me right now. And then we only need one camera and that's one camera above us. Yep. And then you just go for like the most awkward angle angle possible. I think people would be, be into it. You'd be surprised. Between it's, the sheets with right. Ryan Pleckelman. It's time to get uncovered. The adventure jogger under the covers or something oh, would, be, would be, would be so cool. Um, I wanted to talk to you about gear. Cause you know, this is your thing, man. This is, this is your 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 baby. We know that you were you were nice to the Apple Watch. They're going to send you another one. You are Hopefully. a Garmin guy. What is your take on this this current West Side Story style rumble in the trail and ultra community between Garmin people and Koros? People? Yeah, I think it's uh, amazing what Koros has done in such a short amount of time. They're, they've only been on the market for what four years, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And you know, early on, it was really easy. Sorry, my phone's stinging. Uh, it was really easy to be like, "This is a Garmin clone," you know. And like, right. the, a lot of reviewers, including myself, there was some negative connotation of like they just copied right. basically at yeah. this point. Um, but then things moved on, and they've progressed so fast they introduced the mapping you know the base map the battery life is bananas and they're making really solid stuff uh at a lower price point and you know they've got this incredible way of marketing their products that i'm surprised no one else has taken advantage of yeah even uh trail and ultra running is it's relatively a small sport and you know garmin has to worry about freaking sailing and skiing and right every other thing out there and you know they got esports and motorboat racing and yeah. all that stuff so they, they I, I think they look at trail running as kind of small potatoes but i think chorus has been really smart with taking on athletes like hayden hawks and mm-hmm. killian journey and um you know a, a ton of them at this yeah. point everybody's yeah. wearing a chorus right tim tollison i think is a chorus athlete um you know camille heron yeah. is a chorus athlete so they've really strategically put themselves in this niche sport as kind of like the go-to right and you see it in the facebook groups everybody's like whoa what's do i buy that that classic post you see literally every freaking day like yes. dude use the search bar but what podcast should i listen to 
He, yeah. And if you if you put the adventure jogger, I will like it and I will say thank you. Every single one. Um, but yeah, which podcast should I listen to? Um, which headphones should I buy? And what watch should I buy? Bingo. Um, and that's with the watch. Which watch should I buy? It is people saying Garmin. And then people going like, why would you buy that garbage? Buy a Coros. Yeah. The battery lasts for 10 years. And, and, yeah. it's, and it's cheaper. And it's just, yeah, there's a big battle between the two. It's really, you know, it's people spend money on a thing. And I think that leads them to be a little bit biased. Right. And, it, you end up loving something. If you spend 500 bucks on a Coros, it's going to be a great watch, right? Yes, yes. If you spend 500 bucks on a Garmin, guess what? Still a really good watch. Right. If, if you spend 500 bucks on a Suto, still a really good watch. Yes. So all these people, they go out and just buy the pretty thing that they think looks cool. And maybe it has the features at a high level that they want, but then they end up really passionate about that device and then shoving it down other people's throats right. on Facebook. That's how I see it. Um, but, you know, I'm also privileged in a way where I get to test and see all these things in in my past, you know, five years ago, I only had a Phoenix 2 or whatever the right, heck was right. the new, the most modern one. And I thought thing, that thing was the coolest thing since sliced bread. I was telling everyone to buy one. So I get where they're coming from. But the, the matter of fact is, you know, they're all really good right now. There's really, I, people always ask like, what do you wear every day? Like, what's the best one? And it's always it depends it's very subjective it's really coming down to your use case how much money you got what kind of style you like how right. big's your wrist do you want a big watch or a small watch yeah. do you want a flashy watch is it too you know bright it, amoled display or this yeah. kind of you know there's a whole lot of um there's a lot to it but the battle is <laughs> definitely fuming it's definitely getting worse yeah. like between Coros and Garmin and I, i'm just really impressed by how Coros has developed so fast because like they're just rolling out new features and um adding stuff to old watches which is a big sell for yes. them because that's something garmin doesn't do although they're getting better at that right and it's because of chorus you know they're getting pushed they're seeing this other brand starting to gain traction and their big claim to fame is you know buy a 200 dollars watch now in five years from now you're still going to get new stuff via firmware once they develop it which i it, you know I applaud because otherwise we're just creating, you know, tons of e-waste with these things. Exactly. And when they're fully, they're, they're just as functional as they were on day one, but the company decides, Hey, we need to push more products, make more money, um, which I don't like, but it, it's just like, I can't say one's better than the other it, and everybody wants me to, but uh, I personally, I use Garmin, but the only reason I use Garmin is because I've got like, eight years of history in there. Right, right. I've got my daily sleep metrics and my VO2 max tracking and all that stuff over the course of years. And I can plot it out on a graph and it's super cool. <laughs> so to give that up is really hard, but I really do like chorus and I actually really do like Sunto and I like polar for all different reasons. Yeah. There's just a lot of options. I know it's crazy. Amaze fit is kind of the new cheap watch alternative. And that is that from Amazon. No, that's a big, everyone thinks that because it's so similar in spelling, yeah. but it's actually owned by um, Xiaomi. Uh, so the Chinese okay. electronics company Xiaomi starts with an X. I can't okay. spell it out for you, Yeah, <laughs> but uh, they make headphones, they make, um, you know, earbuds, they make uh, scales, smart scales, things like that. They got into the wearable market with that brand Amazfit. Mm -hmm. They came out with a watch called the BIP, which for 60 bucks would give you a GPS watch that was actually fully functional and not bad. Really? For, 
for under a hundred bucks and it had like 30 days of battery life. So uh, that's pretty cool. Unfortunately, like in my testing, not great, like not super accurate, right? Definitely a little bit clunky, but they're again, like Coros gaining a lot of mm -hmm. forward motion in their latest release that came out like three weeks ago called the T-Rex ultra. Yeah. Pretty, pretty ballsy name if you ask me, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's got maps on it and it's got navigation and it's got music storage and training tools in an automatic coach that lets you know how to run a 5k like all those things are coming to more affordable options that are not garmin and not chorus so there's a lot of competition right now it's kind of funny i always imagine because <clears throat> you're right you're right it was sunto and garmin for the longest time yeah and they were yeah. like yeah well, who needs more than 14 hours of battery life nobody nobody wants yeah. yeah nobody wants that plug it in as you go exactly and how many people yeah. did you see a races dave five years ago with you know a battery pack strapped to their arm and the cord oh, yeah. running down to charge their watch while they were using it at a race we all saw that i had to do it at a 50 miler i remember that and it was like it's only 50 miles. How come I have to charge? Right. Exactly. You got <laughs> those like, days are over. Yeah. Dave had one huge arm because he was always <laughs> carrying that battery pack to, to charge his, his giant watch. But then you're right. Then the chorus came out and said, chorus is like, listen, um, we're just going to go ahead and give you like 10 days on full GPS and we're just going to go with it. And I think Garmin got kind of caught off guard because they were like, whoa, wait, you people want battery life? We thought you yeah. wanted music and and the ability to upload your your races to TikTok. Like that's what we <laughs> thought you wanted. You wanted battery life because it is yeah. nice. It is so nice to just charge your watch once every couple of weeks. Yep, it is. And you know, Chorus definitely set the trend there. Mm -hmm. But I mean, Garmin's not far behind. No, now. they're not because they were they, at some point. I think so. They, the Garmin called everybody in for a meeting. Yeah, <laughs> and somebody like we need more exactly where are we on battery life johnson well currently sir we're at 17 hours that's not good enough koros has got three days so they had to <laughs> up things up um real quick what has been your favorite release lately in the watch category oh that's tough and well, i'm going to by the way in, i'm going to tease it that even though dave won't admit it I'm going to say, hey, Dave finally announces which he prefers, Koros or Garmin, on this episode of The Adventure Jogger. <laughs> People will listen to the whole thing going, he never said it! He never said it! If if I had to pick one, like, define recently, like within the past year? Yeah, let's, or... do, the, let's do the past year. Let's do the past year. The, the best new watch that you've had come onto your desk in the well, last year. So, yeah, so the one that's in the mail right now, I got kind of hosed on from Garmin. They didn't send it on day one. Um, I think I'm going to be, I think it's going to be my favorite, my personal subjective favorite. Let yeah. me preface. Yeah. Put that out there. <laughs> uh, the Garmin forerunner 965, mm -hmm. uh, that is brand new. It came out a couple weeks ago. They sent me the 265, which is like the little brother to it. Yeah. This is the one I got here. Yeah. No one else can see it cause you can only hear me, no, but I'll no. show Ryan. Yeah. It looks and, good. Um, it's the cool thing about them is they're leaning into this whole AMOLED technology mm -hmm. on the displays. So they're like bright and vibrant, like a phone basically. Yes. And they're so bright now that, you know, the, the complaint that you, it used to be is like, I can't see it in the sunlight, but now it just cuts through like an Apple watch. And I just really like um, the form factor, how light they are. They're small. They get the full blown mapping on them with that really nice display. So you're seeing yeah. like, 
mountain peaks and the actual dotted line of the trail you're on. And if you take a wrong turn, it like turns red and lets you know, just super cool. Yeah. Um, but I don't have it yet. So I'll say, I think that'll be my favorite release recently. Um, but today the instinct Two X got announced. That's what I'm wearing here. Oh, I actually really, really like this too. This, this was announced this morning at yeah. 7 a.m. Um, I really like this too. Dave's been wearing it for two years. <laughs> it's, it's so hard to say like, what's your favorite? Because there's yeah. so many good ones. And they're just, the thing about them is like three years ago, there was like a big divide from good to bad. Right. That one has bad GPS accuracy and the heart rate, heart rate sensor is terrible. Yeah. And that one's good. Now they're just getting so good where, you know, it's kind of like, uh, the point of diminishing returns, like with phones, right? Right. Like an iPhone 15 or 14 is just as fast as an iPhone 11. Like if you take them out, sure. There's like the new bionic a 15, whatever. But when you have them in your hand, you're like, I can't tell the difference. Right. And I think we're getting there. We're getting to that point. Well, probably a few years off, but we're still trending in that direction with the GPS watches. And isn't it great that there are so many options that somebody that has a budget of $200 or $150 or $700 can get something that can really do a great job, do exactly what they need it to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not complaining, but I'm, I also, uh, bank on product releases to keep the YouTube channel. Going. <laughs> right, 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 right. I also wonder like, is it too much? Because a lot of times people are just overwhelmed, you know, mm -hmm. especially Garmin. Like I like how Chorus does it because they have like, okay, here's our 200. Here's our 400. Here's our super expensive top of the line. Right. There's like four options, right? Right. And in each one, there's a clear delineation on what this one does a little bit better than this one for that extra money. Right. All the way up to the top dog vertex two for the craziest battery life and the mapping and everything yeah. with Garmin, the, the, the lines are very foggy because you've got all these different product lines, like the mm -hmm. instinct series, the Phoenix series, the Epic series, the forerunner, and they all kind of do the same thing, except some are missing little bits and pieces. And it's very frustrating to go through. Um, and I think, you know, that's why people are drawn to the YouTube channel because they're looking for like, what the hell? Like if you're not obsessed with it and living it right, every day, right. you're just going to Garmin.com and you're like, I'm getting a new running watch. I got 400 bucks. What do I get? It's so hard to nail down because there's like eight, $400 watches and they all do different things. And you know, that's, I guess what I try to help with <laughs> on the YouTube right. channel. I personally, I think maybe Garmin should look into simplifying their lineup, but I don't want them to do that because I want them to continue to keep sending you hundreds of watches to keep giving <laughs> you content uh, for your fantastic YouTube channel. So hopefully they don't wise up. I will say that I did. This is no joke. I did. <laughs> when I emailed, I emailed Koros years ago because I kept seeing like people talking about it. And I'm like, I want to interview somebody from Chorus. I wanted like, what is the story of this company? And so uh, Lewis Wu came on and we interviewed Lewis Wu. And it was, it was a good interview. Um, yeah, I listened to that episode. That was great. Yeah, he's a good guy. I like him. He's a great guy. And so yeah. Dan Shure, who used to work, he works at Coros. I had his email. And so I would just email him from time to time. And so one of the times I emailed him and I said, hey, I got a great idea for a special edition, um, the, the Apex. And he's like, okay, what are you thinking? And I said, you need to do a Dominic Grossman special release because he was he runs for 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 Coros. I said you have to do a Dominic Grossman um, Apex 
Apex Pro, but the watch band has to be furry like a mustache. <laughs> so you have like this, 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 this furry mustache-looking wristband for Dominic Grossman. Um, he didn't respond to that, and he hasn't responded to a single one of my emails since. <laughs> Do you think that would chafe or collect moisture at all? Or you know, if you had salty britches on your wrist, it wouldn't matter. Uh. So yeah, threw that in there. <laughs> threw that in there. Um, I wanted to talk to you about gear as well, outside of watches, and I, I think that's good all the way around. I mean, I, I think hopefully people listen to this and you know what, it's going to do what I need it to do, and, and yeah. they're they're so close now. What about your favorite piece of outside watch? Like, what is your favorite piece of running gear right now? kit favorite piece Mm. of running gear huh anything like shoes anything anything we'll go with you you know what we'll start with apparel your favorite piece of trail running apparel okay uh i've been digging the path projects psych shorts lately do you know those no projects it's a brand out of uh california i believe southern california and uh floris uh gearman do you know him I do not. He uh, he has a podcast. He's an ultra runner. He is big on like training content on his channel. Okay. So he's not uh, talking about mustache watches and those <laughs> sort of things. Okay. Well, he might be. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, he's, uh, he's a co-founder of that company, that apparel company. And they make really good stuff. It's also like just primarily designed for, you know, ultra running, yeah. super comfy, mm-hmm. not super tight form fitting stuff, but um, very comfortable. And I've been digging their shorts because they have three generous pockets in the back nice. that fit a giant phone in gels right on you. So mm-hmm. you don't have to fluff around on them. I'm actually wearing, they have like casual pants too. I, I'm wearing them right now. I Man. dig them. Nice. Um, but yeah, I, I really like path. I actually did a collaboration with them and they have a chase the summit uh, path shirt too. Nice. So you can go get a CTS wow. path quick plug, quick plug in there. Man, go get that, <laughs> go get that shirt, everybody. But, no, that's not biasing my, my opinion on their shorts. I really dig their shorts. So I would go with that for now. Um, but I also really like of all brands out there. I never thought I'd say it. Lululemon makes incredible apparel for running. And I've been wearing some of their shirts in their, um, joggers, their tights, yeah. uh, for in the winter. They're amazing. And okay. Super expensive. I'll put that yeah, out there. Yeah. But the quality is like incredible and super comfortable. Just so, know, folks, every time you watch a Chase the Summit video, you are getting Dave one penny closer to buying a new pair of Lululemon shorts. Yeah, Lululemon leggings. <laughs> uh, and, oh, yeah, there's one more. This is like way too much, probably. But um, a brand called Soar from, okay. I think they're in England, yeah. I want to say. Yeah. It, they sent me an anorak, a, a shell, like a wind shell. Yeah. That is the best thing I've ever run in. It's like wind resistant, water resistant, still breathable. It's mm-hmm. got all kinds of pockets and it's reflective and it's neon orange. So you can be seen. That is super cool. Again, stupid expense. It's like 350 bucks, but really cool um, piece of apparel. So my favorite, <laughs> I didn't get any of these for free, by the way. Uh, did, yeah, let's hear it. Boy, man, you got the Lululemon pants and the fancy thing. Do you know? No, I, bought the, I bought the Lululemon okay. pants. Okay, Dave wants that out there. There's no Lululemon <laughs> things. I wanted some Lululemon pants and I ended up getting some Lululemon leggings that someone had donated to Goodwill. So they're not, not quite the same. Um, but my favorite piece of, of apparel, like running 
stuff like shirts and shorts and all that stuff. I always love my Strider Pros. I'm, I'm a big fan of the of the Patagonia Strider Pros. They've been great forever. The pockets oh, are yeah. getting bigger, by the way. I have earlier pairs of Strider Pros where you're not fitting an iPhone 11 in, but now the new ones, they realize the phones are getting bigger. Um, yeah. But my favorite is Rabbit has this short sleeve snap, pearl snap, button up trail running shirt called like, I think it's called like the, uh, oh, the high, like the Highland... I have that. I have that. I have it too. What color do you have? It's got the laser cut holes in the back. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That is killer. The high country. Uh, It's the high country shirt. Yes. I have that. It's uh, the one I have is it's got the Hoka uh, Western States logo on it, Uh but it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. That's a really, it's a great, I have the green plaid color. What do you have? I have green and I have blue. We're twinsies. (laughs) Um, So, but I love it because it makes me feel like I am the bomb. You oh, know, yeah. like I am the coolest thing ever. But I yeah, can the great sell- thing about those is like you can go for a trail run and then like stop for a beer after. Yes. And look like you're not a, like a dirty bum from the trails. Exactly. <laughs> but I'll tell, and everything. I'll tell you what, in the trail scene, you look cool. When you're in a trail run, you got that on. My buddy Martin wears them all the time. Looks cool. Got his Vertex yep. 2 and his button up shirt. And he looks like <laughs> his flat brim hat. He looks like awesome. Who's the runner I'm thinking of? Uh, Scott, Scott Trayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he runs with that button down, he, oh, yeah. but it's like a straight up like cotton. Oh, yeah. He's got the one button up top and it's just kind of flowing <laughs> right, behind him. Right, right, I love that. It's incredible. The, the downside is though, where you, when you wear it jogging around your neighborhood, your neighbors are like, what in the hell is that guy wearing? Yeah. Is he wearing yeah, a then button up dress shirt? <laughs> <laughs> then there's questions. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Like the, uh, the three inch inseam shorts combined with a uh, <laughs> button up shirt. shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Almost looks like you're not wearing pants in that situation. Right, right. <laughs> the, the neighbor guy is not wearing pants again. He's running through the neighborhood. So I there's that, that guy, Dave, again. <laughs> there at four o'clock in the morning with no pants on. And a headlamp. No pants, a headlamp, and a button up shirt. If that's not a recipe it's- for getting the cops called on you. And why is he wearing five watches? I don't know. (laughs) Your neighbor's gonna be like, "There's that YouTube guy again with five watches on one hand. He's got a he's got a wrist. Well, he's got something on his other wrist, but it's covered up so you can't see it. And then he's got a button up shirt with no shorts on underneath. Um, Shoe wise, what are you digging shoe wise right now? Uh, I've been all over the place with that. Just recently, though, um, I really got into the Mafate, the Hoka Mafate Mm -hmm. fours. Yeah. I wore those to a 50 K, uh, not long ago. And I really enjoyed them, but I'm still big on ultra shoes. I don't know. I, I go back and forth between yeah. Hoka and ultra, which is weird because everyone who goes ultra is like hardcore, right? All in on ultra. Cause there's zero drop, right. but I have no issue going between yeah. Hoka and ultra. So I've been wearing the, the Hoka Mafate fours. Um, I just got a pair of the Tecton X twos. Mm-hmm. They're incredible. They got that carbon plate in there. Yeah. Um, and then like my go-to just for long miles has been the ultra Mont Blanc boa with the knobs yes. so you can mm-hmm. tighten them down. Super cool. Cause you can adjust them on the fly. Really nice. Yeah. I ran my last hundred miler in those and it was awesome to be able to just on the fly. Like, Oh, my foot's a little sore pop. You yeah. can get back and off a little without retying the shoe. You can just adjust really easily, which I've really enjoyed. I just so. still rock the same old speed goats. I, I they're just they're tried and true. <laughs> you know, for me, there's never been a shoe because most of the time, what's unusual about the speed goat is most of the time when a company comes out with a shoe like Hoka. I hope you're listening. 
because um, I know all the Hoka executives are are tooling around Spotify for tertiary running podcasts. Oh, totally. But the Clifton, the original Clifton, was the best long distance running shoe ever made. Period. It was a road shoe. Perfect. It was absolutely perfect, right? And then they've continued to mess with it and they've ruined it. Nine generations in. Got a little narrow and kind of funky. What what are you doing? But the Speed Goat was the exact opposite. The Speed Goat 1 was the worst trail shoe ever (laughs) made, period. It was narrow. It fell apart. It wasn't like... Did like, you tell Carl that when he was no, on the podcast? No, I, don't, I didn't tell him that. Um, <laughs> but I'm not going to tell him just face. I think he knows. Like, like, guys, you screwed this up. Yeah. But I think they gave Carl more input the second time around because the second generation of the Speed Goat got like, all of a sudden it went from the worst trail shoe to the best trail shoe. And each time that they've released a new version of the Speed Goat, it just gets better. Where the yeah. Clifton has gotten worse um, the Speed Goat has gotten better. So I can only imagine what the Speed Goat 10 is going to be like. It's going to be like, basically, the Speed Goat 10 is going to be Carl runs 100 miles for you is what that's, <laughs> that's going to I thought be. it was really interesting at um, the Western States last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to go out there to film and just kind of hang out with the Hoka people, yeah. which was awesome. Um, but there was a big promo, like the Tecton X trail shoe came out during like right before western states it was like a big marketing thing like all the athletes are going to wear it and i thought it was really interesting that before the race everybody had those tecton x on around olympic village like i saw hayden and you know all the hook athletes wearing tecton x's like just hanging out eating dinner whatever at the starting line though they all had speed goats on Mm -hmm. and i thought that was pretty interesting i I think it's yeah because they're just they they work it was like yeah. years ago when this would be about what six seven years ago, uh, when Pearl Azumi was still making shoes, and I I still believe that the Pearl Azumi Trail N two was the best trail shoe ever made. Period. No, do you think no. someday? Because you've talked about this on the podcast yeah. a lot. Do you, do you think Pearl Azumi someday will listen into the tertiary podcast and be like? shit dude we should bring this back to life yeah I mean, like yes they, they've got like the mold they've got the pattern somewhere in a dark closet right and they're gonna pull it out just for you and start making shoes Listen, again we're gonna make the adventure jogger <laughs> shoe because you know the, the bowman's free trail they're making shoes now so why, i don't know yeah. why we can't make the adventure jogger trail n2 the n3 was great too um but but i remember guys that were on the north face running team because you know back eight years ago everybody was anybody was on the north face team and you you would go to races and you would see that they were wearing N2s with the Pearl Azumi logo ripped off. Uh, like they were removing the Pearl Azumi logo so they could run in N2s so no one would be like, wait a minute, why aren't they running in North Face shoes? Like you saw wow. guys doing that because those shoes were so good. And and the North Face has gotten better with their shoes as well because there was a time. So they're, they're like t- peeling off like the Nike logo and oh, yeah. sticking on the North Face right, over right, it with like right, super glue. Right, right, <laughs> right. Exactly. Because it was such a bad shoe. So they wanted to wear the, the N2s. And that was honestly, I, it, may, it may be a slight exaggeration. But when I found out that Pearl Azumi was like, we're, we're getting out of the trail game. And boy, was that a huge mistake with the boom of, uh, of trail yeah. running. Yeah. I cried. I was like, damn it. Where are my N2s? <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, a weird, it's a weird move by them because they just went all mountain bike, right? Like It's all yeah. they do now. Yeah. Oh, boy, they're looking back opportunity. now. Yeah, they're seeing all the, the, the rise and the boom of trail running going like, damn, we got out a little early. We should have stuck in. Yeah. 
Bring those yeah. shoes back. I'll forgive everything they've ever done if they bring those letter, shoes back. Man. I think I write will. Letter. I'm well. I, since Koros won't respond to my emails anymore, I got to bug somebody. And make sure you drip your tears on the letter I will. as you cry about the twos, <laughs> the entities not existing anymore. So the words are all blended. There's like a streak of mascara on there, you know, just to make sure people know how upset you are. <laughs> Dave, when it comes to gear, um, yeah. what is something that you think people can go cheap on? Because it can be real expensive and it's getting more and more expensive. And you certainly don't want to make the barrier of entry into the sport so much that the average person can't even participate anymore. What do you, where do you think are areas that people can go cheap and be okay? Uh, yeah, that's an easy one. I think in my opinion, the hydration vest mm -hmm. is like the most overpriced piece of gear we're all buying. Like yes. the Solomon advanced skin, $240 for a, a piece of fabric that weighs like four ounces like what are we doing here granted i own one i paid for it and i love it yeah. but if you're getting into it i would say start cheap i actually on the youtube channel i did a thing where i started reviewing the cheapest thing for each category yeah cheapest running shoe cheapest running vest yeah. and i actually got a youtube strike i got a almost a band on it got flagged because you're apparently not, it's like an Amazon thing. You're not supposed to talk about in the title, in thumbnail, you're not supposed to, supposed to post the price of something. So I had to take some videos down because it's a weird, weird oh, thing. Wow. Um, but I did, I had an $18 hydration vest I got from Amazon. Um, and it was awesome. I wore it for like a 20 mile run. Yeah. No chafe. The bottles were great. It was very comfortable. I ended up giving it to my wife's friend because she needed a vest and I yep. had a bunch of them. So I was like, yeah, I'd take that. Um, so I, I would start there. It's a great way to cheap out. I think even, I, I hate to say it, a GPS watch <laughs> is a place you can cheap out on. Yeah. I, you know, I think if you're getting into running, you don't need a $700 uh, multi-band GPS, right. AMOLED display, $800 Apple watch. Like you could go with a Coros $200 thing and be fine. Or if you're just getting off the couch, maybe just use your phone for a little while. Um, that's a great place to cheap out. And I guess the only, the only other area I guess would, I would go with is like apparel, you know, like you can go to Kohl's and get their active wear or old Navy mm -hmm. and it's fine. <laughs> like it's not amazing. It's not gonna, you know, hold up for a long period of time, but it's comfortable and it's going to wick moisture and you'll live. So you know, we're all yeah. overthinking it when it comes to a lot of this stuff. I agree on all those things. I think, you know, you go on Amazon and just type in men's running shorts. I have Amazon running shorts that I'll run Me in. Too, yeah. I don't race in yeah. them, but I'll, I'll do like daily runs in them. You would never be caught at a race no. in those shorts. No, <laughs> no, I'm the adventure jogger. Like, is, that, is that Ryan, the adventure jogger, Wait wearing... What is that? Bay leaf? Bay leaf, <laughs> bay leaf. That's the ones yeah, that I, I have. It. I knew yeah, it. I have bay leaf. <laughs> I knew it. And I also have uh, bay leaf shirts too. You yeah, know, they're I not bad. ordered a pack of wicking shirts. Um, I think you can go. You can go cheap on socks too. I think if you go yeah. to Kohl's and use your wife's Kohl's cash. You can go get some standard <laughs> athletic socks, be it Saucony or Reebok. Except or she'll be she'll be pissed after oh, when man. you use up all that sweet, sweet Coles cash. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Drain my Coles cash? 
<laughs> Honey, I got like, the socks I, for free. I went to get the kids' shoes and there was no more Kohl's oh, cash. Man, it was all gone. Because of you. Oh, you son of a bitch. You stole all my <laughs> Kohl's cash. No, I think you can do that. And I even got like a like a belt. I got a hydration belt. Like you can put Oh, a, nice. I, put, I, I went into Walmart and I got like a Coleman... 32 ounce water bottle the polar ones that, that like keep things colder and it's yeah. like a, it's like a little it's like a it's like a holster for that bottle it just goes around your waist it costs me awesome. it's 19 on amazon and it's it's fantastic the bottle doesn't move you strap it down hard enough it doesn't jiggle at yeah. all and it's a great way to save some, some money so i think yeah all things you can go cheap on i feel like the only thing i would spend money on and like upfront would be shoes absolutely you know? yes that's the yes. thing. Don't cheap out on shoes. Jack up your feet. <laughs> Although, and maybe, maybe this is where the adventure jogger launches into the video review space. Have you seen on Amazon the Chinese knockoff Hoka's? Are they called Pocus? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're oh. called Winton. They're Witten, and it's the, the, there's different names for them, but the Witten is this. Chinese knockoff shoe company and they have like max cushion shoes that look just like a knockoff Clifton. They have trail shoes that look like a Challenger ATR. Oh, look at that. I'm looking at them now. Do you see? Yeah, you see? <laughs> yeah. 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 So my I've wanted to 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 buy them and review them. Like uh, is the $40 Hoka Amazon Hoka as good as the regular thing? But my wife is like you already can't go more than, than a month without getting hurt because you do stupid things like squat after a 20-mile run. You yeah. put those things on, you're going to kill yourself. I tell you what, Ryan, you know what? what? Send me the model you're going to get. I'll buy them too, and then we'll have a, we'll have to have a follow-up. Yes. And, uh, and we'll review them let's, let's in real that. time. I will. I will. That's what I'll do. I'll order some. You want to order some, and then we'll do, we'll do a little video review that of them? Be, that would okay. be hilarious. Yeah, we're like totally. The cheapest, the, the Witten Max Cushion superior yes. comfort shoes <laughs> yes let's wear those let's review them and when we review them um we have to wear our button-down shirts oh yeah absolutely yeah that'll be your first video podcast there you go <laughs> dave and i review the cheapest hoka knockoff you can get on amazon just wow. don't put the price in the title. no we won't put the price in the title we won't put the price in the title at all um we're going to just leave the price out uh, but we are going to look freaking awesome because we're going to have button-down trail running shirts on. Um, so we're going to look really, really good. Uh, you know what would be fun with that is like if you did a blind test with somebody who maybe didn't know the brand or if they did know the brand Hoka, you take like gaff tape, like black tape yes. and cover up most of the shoe. And then you let them run in the $140 Hoka's and then you take them off and let them run in the $40 uh, Pocus. And then... <laughs> You can bear them and say, which one do you like better? Because I wonder if you'd have that like Coke Pepsi phenomenon where mm. people think they would know the difference, but they probably don't. We could, That'd you and I, you and I could both pull this off. Um, yes. You know, because <laughs> you have a successful YouTube channel and I have a tertiary running podcast. <laughs> what we can say is that Hoka has sent us the brand new shoe. It's the Focus. top secret Hoka. It's the Hoka uh electron um Ooh, ele nice. yeah, yeah see, hoka hoka electron it's uh it's it's their their best shoe ever it's this is gonna be 300 dollars. it's got a carbon fiber plate in it it's charged with positive energy 
like they have electrons oh yeah that's where the electron name comes in you get shocked yeah exactly don't touch too much you want to get shocked (laughs) and then we can we can give it to a friend and say listen they sent me the wrong size but i know i know you're an 11 and a half i'm a 12 um so could want you try these out and see what they thought of the shoe and if they came back like this is amazing you'd be like really is it or this is garbage. I don't know why Hoka's it's a great. It's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, but it'll pretty much end up just me and you and me reviewing it. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be, that'll be a heck of a I lot love of that idea though. That's, yeah. that's great. We're totally, we're totally doing that. Dave, Dylan, um, I have a feeling you and I could chat for hours. Yeah, man. I, feel like i'm taking up your whole evening i apologize no i actually i enjoy i'm i'm I, this is this is what i do i love i love chatting uh with you and and again no seriously i am so happy for the success of chase the summit and to see it happen to a guy like you you know i mean you are you're a great guy you know and i don't, this, this I, I don't know if you can tell way. i don't like compliment compliments they make me uncomfortable okay ryan i'm gonna make you more uncomfortable i love <laughs> you man i think you do great work and I, I i appreciate what you bring to the space what you bring to the media um and to see someone as awesome as you doing so well is just proof that the universe is a fair place and sometimes <laughs> the good guy does win and dave you are one of those good guys Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. And congrats on the podcast success. Even though you think it's tertiary, I think it's number one for a lot of people. So keep it up.